Hello, everyone, and welcome to Knights of the Pageless Library. Normally, this is a podcast where we review audiobooks, but today we are off on our normal side quest. We are nothing but simple squires, where we delve into the realm of anime, where we continue our series on Samurai Champloo. I know it's been a while, but we're back. We're back, baby. <clears throat> yeah, and this is a this is a very unfortunate part for me because uh i was hoping to be able to do these like once a week but life has just kind of gotten in the way of that so we're putting them out the anime squires we've just basically been doing as fast as we can you know the goal is still to get out about one episode a week so you were doing pretty good there for a while yeah um and if anybody is following us over on youtube knights of the pageless library um I've kind of cheesed it a little bit and they will be coming out once a week over there. So you could look forward to that. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's one guy that only watches the YouTube videos. I mean, and, and we appreciate that just like, you know, we've said it a million times, but we appreciate uh, any, anybody who listens, wherever you listen to it at, whether it's your favorite podcast app or it's uh, YouTube or what have you. Um, we just, the only thing we would ask of anybody is if you could uh, email us, tell us what you think. And then, uh, whatever you guys got to do thumbs up subscribe five stars leave a review if you got time i know everybody's busy but we would greatly appreciate that stuff yeah i mean it, it means a lot even if you just listen honestly absolutely so yeah this just in case you've never listened to one of these before this is kind of like a book club but for an anime so we look at three episodes and we kind of break them down like beat by beat so if you're super lost, this probably isn't the place to start. I suggest like going back to the beginning. Actually, the best place to start would be to watch the anime and then kind of come back here and join in on the conversation on what we had to say. For sure. Or if you see like, hey, Knights of the Pages Library just came out with a new episode and it says 16 through 18. Go ahead and watch episodes 16 through 18, then come back and listen to this because we were pretty much having expected you to already have watched the episodes. Yeah, we're, we're not going to like explain a lot of stuff. We're not going to sit down and be like, okay, here's the deal with Gene every episode. We're not going to do that. <laughs> right, <laughs> sure. Yeah, so let's start off tonight with, uh, we're going to check out episode uh, 16, Lullabies of the Lost, verse 1, which what a great name for an episode. Yeah, the names are all pretty top tier. They really are, actually, to be honest. I do like the names of the episodes in this show. <clears throat> um, this one was directed by Takashi Yoshimoto and written by Shinji Obara. Uh, the original air date for this was August 26, 2004, and the English dub came out November 19, 2005. Yeah, and this episode does something really interesting to me, that it's like a two-parter but it like sets up the end of the second episode in the beginning of this one. Super clever writing, actually. It is. If, it's, it's really good. It's if I'm, yeah, episode. if I'm being honest, like this kind of stuff, I, I really appreciate this kind of stuff. So, so yeah, basically this opening scene, we see um, a guy on fire and we see like the fire reflected in Mugen's eyes. And Mugen is saying that uh, he has to still be alive. Uh, I know he is. And then we see the guy fall off the cliff and basically put that in the back of your head because it's going to come up later. Yeah. And then we go back to the gang doing their typical thing. You know, they're walking, but Mugen's like hanging out with these girls and he's, he's flirting with them. But I feel like all he was after was their food, right? Yeah. 
I think so too. Cause they're both carrying. Yeah. Like, like, uh, Oh, the, you know, stuff on the sticks, like kebabs. And, uh, but it's funny too, because you think it's going to be real fan servicey cause it keeps like showing kind of shots of their chest. And then he says something about like grabbing them and they smack him and they run off. And then he has their kebabs in his yeah, mouth. Yeah, he's just eating them both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and I guess we should mention too that the women say there's like a monster in the woods. There's something like running about that has like a lot of legs and is super fast. Yeah. Um, and uh, right on cue, a group of dudes, a group of three guys that are rapping this song about the monster and the rumors about this uh yoshitsune um they they like walk up and surround the group and start like singing at them and it's great it is pretty good the, <laughs> the song is pretty good i yeah i really like that um and then after those guys sing to them mugen decides he has to take a piss so he runs into the woods and while he's peeing he looks to the side and he sees a dead bear that looks like it was killed by something and he kind of says to himself that they are not dealing with just a rumor like gene was saying it was yeah there's actually something in the woods right and yeah they like they like keep walking and then then mugen and gene are kind of like talking about like their next like plan of action and fu like gets pissed off and she's like you guys don't even think about like finding the sunflower samurai anymore and, and mugen's like man really pisses me off when people get me wrong I was like, let me get something straight. I never wanted to help you find right. him. Yeah. <laughs> I I love this part because yeah, she's like, you're just interested in being with a oh, what did she say? Yeah, you're just interested in cute girls or a cute girl like me, and you're not even interested in the sunflower samurai anymore. Yeah, and he's like, it pisses me off when people make assumptions. I was never interested in the yeah. sunflower samurai, which is dude, such a good line. <laughs> oh, and uh, what, what does he say? He's like, uh, he's like, Gene is tall, dark, and four-eyed. And then, and then yeah. he, he says something about like uh, Fu. He's like, you have no sex appeal at all. And then Gene's like, he's like, whoa, you're over the line. You take that four-eyed line back. Yeah, dude, I fucking yeah. love that. <laughs> this, yeah, they get the humor in this one spot on with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think the show is actually really funny. It, the writing is solid. Like that's one thing I really appreciate about this show is that it doesn't take itself too seriously, um, which is in pretty stark contrast to when we were uh, watching Parasite. Like not that Parasite took itself too seriously, but Parasite was pretty, it stayed pretty true to what it was doing. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. there was some funny things with uh, uh, Migi and stuff like that, but it wasn't like to this level where the writing it, like this show leaves itself open to have funny writing and funny dialogue. Yeah, and I, I like that they do gags like those like those like rapping guys. But yeah, that, it, they but just it, show up. Yeah. They're in the middle of the woods, and those guys just show up. <laughs> I, I love stuff like that. I thought that was hilarious, though. Now you've gone too far. After he says, "And you have no sex appeal at all," to Foo, and yeah, now you've gone too far. Take the four eyes thing back. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Because you expect so him to good. stand up for foo. Oh my god. Yeah. I love subversion and stuff like that. That's so good. So obviously the trio ends up splitting up. They all end up going different ways. Yeah, because Foo gets pissed off at this, and basically she because they're saying that like the Sunflower Samurai is not real. And she's like, he is real and he is alive, at least until I find him. So 
then they kind of end up going their separate ways because now they're all like pissed off at each other. Um, and we see Jean get jumped by some swordsman like out of the woods. Uh, we see uh, Momo, whose little flying squirrel thing, it comes out of her sleeve um, and takes off. Like, so she starts running after it, basically. And she ends up falling over the edge of a cliff, right? Into the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she, like, she what falls the over the edge of the cliff that she's holding onto the root, and Momo comes down and tickles her nose. Yeah, which is super bizarre. Yeah. I really don't understand what Momo's doing here, honestly. I really don't either. And this thing should be named Momo Ex Machina because yeah, it literally only shows it up when it's needed to advance the plot. While this is happening, when Mugen was walking away, he's like, he like he stops and he goes, God damn it, I forgot to kill that guy. And just turns around and runs the way he saw Gene. Yeah. <laughs> <that I love. laughs> oh, man. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, while he's running back, right, he gets attacked by that guy with, like, that super sick crossbow thing. Yeah, he has, like, a repeating crossbow, which is pretty cool. And he, um, like, starts shooting at him, and then he, he asks him, I can't remember where he's like, are you with blah, blah, blah? And he's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And who are you? Yeah. And then the guy just leaves, and Mugen can't find him or catch up to him. Yeah. Um, But then Fu ends up falling off the route after Momo... Uh, like tickles her nose yeah because she's like sneezes um and then uh we see her fall towards the water and then we get a clip back of gene fighting with that swordsman and gene knows who this guy is they both ended up training under the same master the one who gene supposedly killed. well they're wearing the same outfit they look almost identical yeah and their fighting style is almost identical as well yeah, but he, he, what, what does the guy say? He's, he's like, I'm not the same kid I used to be. Now I'll kill you. And he's like, yeah, sure you will. You're not even worth killing. It would just tarnish my sword. Yeah. And, and then, then he just jumps based... off the cliff. Yeah, because Gene also, he's like, he's like, you should go ahead and kill me. I'm not even worth, he's like, I'm not even worth being alive or something like that. And then, yeah, he jumps off the freaking waterfall cliff. Uh, and then that's when we cut back to Fu and she's freaking drowning in the water asking for someone to help her and she gets and that then, flashback to the sunflower field right and she's running towards someone yep she's running towards like a man walking away from her through a field of sunflowers well i'm assuming it's her it's a little girl chasing after yeah. a man walking away he has a sword on his side so we can only assume he's like some sort of swordsman Oh, can we mention too? They do the like when they're talking about the sunflower samurai in the beginning, like Mugen like paints a picture and it's like this super fruity looking samurai. It's like, why would we want to find a weakling like that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Um and then oh yeah, that's right, because Mugen ends up making it back to like the area they were, right? And then he's pissed off that um she's gone. Um and we see her. She had been rescued, right, by yeah. some some dude. He had made like a little fire, and he fed her to kind of nurse if her. If you back had out. a keen eye, it's the same guy that Mugen was talking to. That yeah, was shooting which, at him, and it's the same guy from the beginning that was on fire. Right, which I definitely didn't realize was the same guy who was on fire. Oh, me neither. The first time, I didn't. I didn't even catch it until the end. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't either. They totally got. They totally 
got me. I didn't even realize it was the same guy that was fighting Mugen, to be honest. I did. I noticed okay. it was the same guy. You're, you pay more attention than I do then. Um, yeah, and then that's right, because uh, she... That's right. Fu is admitting to this guy, right, that she's pissed off at them, and she wants to travel with him because uh, she doesn't want to travel with Mugen and Jean anymore because of the way they treat her. Right, and then he tells her like why he's out there that his village, while he was gone, like contracted this disease called the Roaming God, and the government basically wiped out his whole village. Yeah, they burned it down. Um. Yeah, and then we see Mugen like laying on the beach, and he's like, basically says something about you can come out now. I know you're out there, and a whole group of dudes like surround him. Um. Don't they say they're police? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So they all have swords. They pull all their swords out, and they say um, that they finally found him, and I have his name from the second episode, but it's uh, Okaru? Okaru? Basically, though, they say they they say the guy's name who is with Fu. They call Mugen that same name, and they say, you have to come with us, and then the episode like cuts off and ends. Yep. Uh, and with that, we roll right into episode 17, Lullabies of the Lost, verse 2. This one is directed by Hirotaka Endo and written by Ryota uh, Sugi, um, I think. It's interesting that it was directed by and written by two different people for being a follow-up episode. Right, and for having a, a, like a flow-through line from the beginning. That I, is watching them both. I wouldn't know that it was written and directed by two, four, like four people, really. Sure, actually, that is very interesting. Yeah, like four different people are involved in this one, in these two episodes. Um, the original air date of this was September twenty second, or excuse me, twenty third, two thousand four, and the English dub came out December seventeenth, two thousand five. Yeah, I mean, this episode starts with a little recap, but we can just skip that. And yeah, so it, it picks right up where the, the police are questioning Mugen, and he just starts fucking whooping their ass. As oh, always. man. Yeah, he just starts he cutting these dudes dance down. fighting, too, which I love. I know. I love anytime Mugen fights, it's it's just great. And I I mean, and that's very, I think that's a very underrated, well, I don't know if it's underrated, but they almost downplay it how different gene and mugen really are when they fight yeah and they don't they don't highlight it as much as i thought they would no like they have but these it's, two contrasting styles right but it's super apparent when you see them like not when they're fighting each other necessarily it is but definitely when you see them fighting other people you're like holy shit these are two completely different fighting styles i hope they get back to like that key blast thing that mugen did against that yeah. other assassin guy like what the hell was that about right they kind of rolled they glossed over that really or did he know how to do that the whole time and he just didn't want to use it no man he went through his montage remember and he learned i know he but could he, could he do that before that and maybe he just like it takes so much it's just hard to use that could be because that one guy trained like for half of his life to learn how to do it consistently yeah i, I know we're off topic sorry but he had a Super long montage. Yeah, he did have a long rock dragging montage. He, just, he trained himself like he trained his beetle. Right. <laughs> um. So Mugen finally like asks these dudes, 
how they know if they even have the right guy. And they say they're looking for this uh, Okuru guy. And that's the guy who was shooting at Mugen. So Mugen is like, no, that's not me. That's this other guy. He's out here in the woods somewhere. And I, I love how they're like, this is the wrong guy, man. After Okuru, they, they totally forget about all the guys Mugen just killed. And they all yeah. go to run away. And Mugen grabs one of them and like puts him in a freaking headlock. <laughs> And he's like, I can't remember what he says, but uh, yeah, it's freaking hilarious though that he grabs one of them because he's pissed that they're running away from him. He hates when people run away from yeah, him. Yeah, he just wants to fight. Yeah, exactly. And it's so funny. But that guy basically tells him, right, that Okuro is insane and he killed all those people, right? Yeah, they say that he caught this disease which made him go insane and kill everyone in his village including his wife and daughter yeah which i mean believe what you want but i don't know if that's true uh yeah it, and to be honest up to this point we don't have any answers so no not really yeah oh i guess we should mention too there's like a little scene in the last episode where momo is like hanging out with okuru and he's momo's hanging out with him because he has sunflower seeds that's right it keeps feeding yeah that's right which i guess is why momo was acting so weird but i don't know it's weird to me i think that is the reason but i'm not 100 percent sure yet oh and then don't they pick back up with gene fighting that guy yes yeah because that guy finds gene again yeah, because Gene actually, doesn't he meet back up with Fu and he's talking to them like underneath that waterfall? Yeah, Mugen also decides that he's just going to go find Okuru and kill him himself. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. He's just like, hey, I'm just going to go kill him. Yeah. Probably a guy got to kill. Yep, he's like, I guess I got to go take care of him. And just he leaves that one guy and he goes to try to find Okuru. Uh, yeah, and we, we get some flashbacks too of Okuru like like while he's he's like playing his instrument right and he gets like some flashbacks of like what happened to his family and like we kind of gets insinuated right that the government killed all those people not even necessarily knowing if they were infected yeah like yeah he uh some government official came to his village and there was a disease in his village but they didn't even try to help anyone they just burned the whole village and all its people to the ground and the reason they're after Okuru is because he came running out and he stabbed this government official after he gave the order to light the village on fire. Right. He basically killed a nobleman. Yeah, exactly. That's why they're after him now, because he's in deep shit. But he explains all this to Mugen, right? Because Mugen finds him as he's... Yeah, because Mugen's stuff. like, what, you trying to get caught? Because he's up there just like plinking yeah. away on his little instrument. <laughs> but Mugen um, doesn't kill him and actually like listens to him. Yeah, Mugen listens to what's going on. Um, and then that's right. This Jean stumbles across Fu, and she was screaming, right, saying that she saw like an ogre or like a demon carrying a sword on the other side of the river. Uh, but yeah. that does not really come back up. I don't actually know what the I point think she was of just having was. a nightmare. Okay, that could be. Yeah, um, and then this is where Jean gets attacked by that dude that was yeah. attacking him before that's when the other dude shows up and, and starts a fight with him again. And he's like, you thought you could get away that easy. And he's like, not really. Gene's like so uninterested. Um, I love this freaking line 
where Okuru basically stands up and he's like, now that I'm an old man approaching 40, I'm like, oh, God, that's my life right there. (laughs) I just love how he says that. It's like, I am an old man. I am approaching 40. (laughs) Oh, my God. So funny. (laughs) It's not even supposed to be funny. It's just funny to me. Uh, so then Mugen attacks him, right? Um, because that's right. Uh, Okuru was making uh crossbow bolts too. He makes his oh, own yeah. bolts. Um, and then so we basically clip back and forth now between Mugen and Okuru fighting, and Gene and this other guy, uh, fighting each other. We probably heard his name. I forgot to write it down. Spoiler: It doesn't matter. Right. Um. And then so basically we end Gene's little fight here because Gene basically decides this kid's not going to leave him alone. This kid's pissed off because Gene killed their master. He's not going to leave him alone. Well, he's actually not mad that he killed the master, right? He just wants to kill Gene for the clout. That's right. Yeah, he wants to be famous for killing. That's right. You're right. Not necessarily famous, but yes, he wants to be able to tell people he killed Gene. And Gene pulls the cl- his classic like sleepy sword move where he holds his sword to the side like he's not going to do anything. And the guy like approaches him and then all we see is, this, is like Gene's sword go through the guy and blood dripping off the other side. Right. And then the guy leaning on Gene's shoulder admits he only ever wanted to be just like Gene. Yeah, because um, I guess he's like a little brother figure. Yeah, we find out at the end of this episode that Gene's pretty upset that he had to kill him because, yeah, he... Uh, um, Yuki Maru, that's that other guy's name, uh, basically was like a little brother to Gene while they were in their uh, their dojo training together. Yeah, but he killed him. He's dead. Yes. Uh, so and then we see uh, Gene and Fu go running because you can hear those other like police officers yelling about Okuru and that they found him. Uh, but Fu says she has to save him because she owes him her life because he pulled her out of the water saved her uh and then okuru ends up that's right because mugen and okuru take cover together because those other guys just start firing arrows at both of them yeah they start shooting flaming arrows at them both yeah so they take cover together and okuru basically stands up and he gives himself up to these police officers uh because he knows there's nothing else he can do you know they'll just keep hunting him forever um and right after he like steps out the dudes, one of the dudes like shoots a flaming arrow right into him and sticks him. Yeah. And I love how Mugen like flies into a rage because he's like, you son of a bitch. Like, yeah, well, he had already given up. Yeah. The dude's holding his arms up. He dropped his weapon and he's holding his arms up. He's not going to fight. And they shot him anyways. And uh, yeah, so Mugen jumps down and proceeds to whip a bunch of these dudes asses again. And yeah, Okuru is like on fire at this point, right? Yeah, but he still kills the guy who shot him. Oh yeah, he's well. The the way they pictured it, like first that he's like fully on fire. That's like not quite how it seems. Like he's right. not like fully engulfed in flames. He's just like right. smoldering a little bit as yeah. he's still whooping ass. Yeah, he fights quite a few guys actually. Like I shorthanded it in the notes, but he does fight quite a few guys. Um, and then this is where we get the clever cut back to the beginning of the last episode where we see Okuru standing on the edge after they defeat all these guys, uh, standing on the edge of the cliff on fire. And we get the line from Mugen, 
that says he still has to be alive. He's out there somewhere. And then Okuru jumps off the cliff. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a quick little, we don't know what happens to Okuru. We don't know if they'll come back up yet. Uh, but we get a quick little clip of um, Mugen and Jean asking Fu, like, what it is about the Sunflower Samurai. Why is she trying to find him? Is it for revenge? And she says, yes, it's for my mother. And then they're like, Mugen's like, so what do they have to eat in Nagasaki anyways? <clears throat> and he just starts walking. And they and Jean's like, oh, I think we have to try this whatever meal. And Fu's just staring after them. And Mugen's like, come on, girly. Yeah. And she like she smiles because she's all excited that she still gets to travel with them. And then the episode's over. Even though she was just pissed off at them. Yeah. I feel like they separate and get back together a lot. It's pretty much the premise of every episode, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> at no, least most I feel like them. the premise is they're hungry. That's literally it. It's like, oh man, we're True. hungry. They're looking for food. They have to find a way to make money. They separate to make money. They all three get in trouble. It's usually yeah. what happens. <laughs> Mugen whoops some ass. Right. Uh, so with that, we roll into episode 18. Uh, before we do, though, I just want to say that like uh, 16 and 17, a couple of my favorite episodes up to this point. Like, oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah, really good episodes for sure. Very, but very good. I think this good. next one is also great. Yes, that's what I was about to end up saying too. Is I think this might be my favorite though so far. Uh, it's pretty hard when the guys are ca- carrying the litter and they're like one, two, one, two, and then they back up and go <laughs> two, one, two, one. That that's... shit's still pretty good. Oh, uh, that is true. Or the uh, I do like to back uh, the Danish guy who's pretending oh, to be yeah, <laughs> pretending yeah. to be I Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. Oh my god, he's like white with red hair. It's so good. And blue eyes and like yeah. eight feet tall. I do like those episodes too. Uh, anyways, uh, so episode 18 is called War of the Words, which is also such a good title. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, this one is directed by Sayo Yamamoto and written by Dai Saito. And the original air was January 22nd, 2005. And the English dub came out January 12th, 2006. Uh, it's it's interesting that you bring up there's like some blurred out images but not the titties i guess i didn't even notice that i and i'm not gonna lie the only reason i noticed is because it like clips to these shots very quickly so there's like some naked girls and it's basically like they're like painting shots that we're looking at and there's a narrator talking about fashion and some different stuff but i did notice there's like a blur on one of the images and then it clips past it and i was like wait what was blurred out because you could still there's two women and you could see both of their breasts but their breasts are not blurred out so i clip back and i have no idea what's actually blurred out in the image it's like next to her it's hmm. really weird <laughs> i wonder maybe it's like the artist's name or something I, yeah i don't know it it is very strange though <laughs> Uh, yeah, but so this narrator is talking about um, the changing fashion during different periods of time throughout history, uh, and that will come up at the end of the episode, basically. Yeah, and we jump to some dudes that like dressed up pretty bad. I got these badass masks that look pretty cool. I really like their the, masks. The super like Naruto running and like as they're yeah, yeah. running, they like stop and they like paint walls real quick and then they keep going and there's like police are following them all over the place 
Yeah, and we figure out they're actually like they're drawing graffiti, like classic graffiti you'd see on the inside of any rail car. That's what these guys are doing. They're running around town and tagging up the city. Yeah, which getting into like one of my favorite plots in the show so far. So we cut to the the crew, the right. crew ordering food, and Gene's like, oh, "I'll take the seafood, whatever." And Foo's like, "I'll have the whatever." And Mugen's like, "Oh, I'll have what he's having." And Foo's like, "Why do you always order what one of us is having?" He's like, "Well, I don't have much choice." He's like, "What do you mean? You can just read off the menu." And he's like, "Well, the menus are quite hard for me to understand." Yeah, I did like, like what that. You, like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, "Well, I can't, I can't really read. I know one letter, and that's it." Yeah, I love that. He's like, that one means no, and that yeah. one means no, and that one means no. <laughs> and while uh, he's doing this, like this this dude like comes up and puts him into a headlock, and he's like pissed off, and he's like, he's like, I can't believe you don't know how to read. You want everybody to treat you like an idiot for the rest of your life? Doesn't that piss you off? Yeah, and he forces this huge bottle of sake into freaking yeah, Mugen's mouth. Right. He, does, and starts... he does like force him to drink. <laughs> yeah. But this guy is also like wasted at the time. And right after he grabs Mugen and gives this long spiel about Mugen wanting to stay stupid, he passes out on the floor. Yeah. And I love this part. So the they all eat their fill and the bartender, like, he's like, okay, here's your bill. And they're like, Foo's like, oh my God, we can't afford that. And Mugen's like, put it on his tab, the guy who's passed out. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. I love that. And so then the bartender's uh, freaking waking that guy up. He's like, come on, guy, time to get up, time to settle up. And he shows him the bill. <laughs> and the guy is freaking rages that they put all their stuff on his bill. Yeah, he's super pissed. It's so funny, though. And yeah, then we cut to like the next day and they're all kind of like planning out what they're going to do with their day. And Gene says he's like gonna go visit one of his like old masters, right? There's like a well, he really well renowned swordsman in town. Yeah, he says he needs to go to Mahara, and basically says it's the town. It's a town near uh, Nagasaki where they're at. Or are they in Nagasaki? They didn't really say. I, I guess. think they are in Nagasaki. Okay, so I guess it's a town near where they are. Um, and he needs to go there because he basically says anyone who calls themselves a swordman swordsman knows there's a renowned dojo and trainer in Mihara. Right. And he has to like go pay respects. Exactly. Essentially for being in the area. Yeah. Yeah. And then Fu and Mugen are outside and, and Fu is doing her best to teach Mugen how to read. He's like, I don't got to learn how to read. God damn it. And like, <laughs> as she's showing him stuff on the wall, that guy from the night before just like appears and scoops Mugen up under his arm and like <laughs> runs so fast he just disappears. Yeah, silently. Fu doesn't yeah, even notice. Too. Right, it's I forgot so about that funny. part. <laughs> yeah, Fu doesn't even notice until she turns around and Mugen's just gone. Yeah, and then we cut back to Gene and he's like chilling outside of this quote unquote dojo and it's got like graffiti all over it. It's all torn up. It, it's just like a piece of shit now. Right. And these these like toughs come up and they like they like freaking bother him. They're like, get out of here, man. And he's like and, and he just whoops their ass. And he tells them, he's like, You freaking pieces of shit can't be hanging out here. This is a good dojo. Like you like there's you guys keep like this is not a place for you guys. Like this is only a place for like masters of the sword. And they're like, Well, this is this is our place. I don't know what to tell you, dude. Right. And it should be noted that these guys, like, when they first go to rough gene up. The one guy pulls out like a butterfly knife and does like some fancy tricks with it. 
and the other guy pulls out like a baseball bat with like nails in it. Yeah. So yeah, it's they yeah, they have like traditional like gangster weapons. Yeah, yeah. None of them pulls out a sword. That that's like very important. Um I do love though how quickly it goes from like they jump Gene and it like really quickly cuts to him kicking their ass and then him sitting like uh, hero style you know on his knees and they're all sitting in front of him like students yeah <laughs> like immediately i love that part <laughs> I, I can't remember if gene asks about the brothers or not no he asks about the uh he asks the name of the master that he remembers being there and these guys say something about oh yeah they are in town and gene's like they and Basically, these guys who tried to fight with Gene, they're part of the same group of guys who were tagging up the city with the masks on. Um, right. you, most of them have masks either uh, they're like wearing them like on the back of their head or on the top of their head or like the the uh, part that keeps the mask on is around their neck. So it's like hanging off their back. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Gene wants to know basically who's running the dojo anymore. And this is where we jump over to Fu and she sees these other two guys that just by the way they're drawn, I knew they were part of the same group. Yeah, it's it's, it's freaking great. It's actually so clever. Yeah, like I could tell right away. I was like, wait, those guys are part of the same guys Gene was just talking to. And they're um, kind of having like a scuffle in the middle of town and they're like right. arguing over like who's the boss. Yep, and exactly. same thing, they draw their weapons and it's like one of them pulls out like a butterfly knife, the other one pulls out. It's not a baseball bat, it's like a, I don't know what, it's like a stick, it's, but with yeah, a bunch of nails in it. Exactly, yeah, it's like a stick with a bunch of nails. They're not even nailed through it, so there's any sharp parts, there's just no, it's the like, heads yeah, the, of the, the nails. flat head parts are on the yeah. outside. It's freaking weird. Yeah, and they're like arguing, we find out they're twins, right? And they're both like, oh, I'm tired of looking at your ugly face. Like, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. And, and then, then Fu says shows, something like, oh, about not being able to tell them apart, right? Yeah, Fu's like, Fu's like, I don't understand what they're talking about. You look the exact same. They're like, who the hell said that? Yeah, they both notice her. And then, and then the, the freaking sick-ass jazz music comes in where it's like, dun 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 I love the music, dude. Yeah. And then they both see Fu, and they're both immediately, like, enamored by, like, Are how pretty she is. Are they enamored with her or Momo? Well, we, at this point, you're led to believe they're enamored with Fu. Because she believes they're enamored with her. Right. Because she, like, gets all, like, she, like, blushes and she's like, oh, you too. Like, you know, she gets all embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we jump over to Mugen. Oh, my God. This might be some of the best, like, writing and anime I've ever seen. Me where he's... I do. I love this episode just because <laughs> of this guy. Yeah. So the guy who took him, we find out his name is Bundai. And he's a teacher, and he took Mugen to this rundown school, and he's basically fighting Mugen and kicking his ass and trying to teach him to read at the same time. Well, he pisses Mugen off enough, right? Like, Mugen thinks about it, and he's like, I don't want my friends laughing at me just because I don't know how to read. So oh, my God. And the, little, the little flash. Yeah, like... dude, the, the blue <laughs> and Gene is great. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, Bundai strikes an accord with uh with mugen and so mugen has like this little thought of gene and fu laughing at him but it's drawn so hilariously 
But to me, I'm like, that's probably how Mugen actually pictures them in a way. Yeah. I love like Gene's fucking glasses and shit, the way he's yeah. sitting. They're all swirls. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> uh, so then we end up jumping back to the two brothers uh, with Gene questioning them because they are the son of the swordsmaster who used to run this dojo that they have taken over. Um, he is dead. So they are now in charge of it. And Gene is upset because he says something about draw your swords and they have no idea. Oh yeah, that's right. He says for them to settle their argument, they must draw their swords and settle it. And they're like, we don't know how to use swords. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, so what do you know how to use? Right. And that's when they explain to him about like the graffiti uh, and like, how they get this rush from like trying to graffiti things that are more and more dangerous and whatever. And so Fu comes up and she's like, Oh, you have to settle this with who can tag up the most, you know, dangerous spot. Yeah. And then we, we get like a montage of them tagging a bunch of shit. I love to how Fu they're like, fine, but the reward for whoever wins is you, and they point to Fu, and she like acts like she's so upset, but it's very clear that she's like just, she's like embarrassed, that it, and yeah. she's totally okay with it. And we keep getting like jumping back to Mugen getting taught, and he's, the teacher's like super hard on him. Yeah. But it's great, because he it just like great. points to things, and, and Mugen's finally starting to like call out the, the sounds or the letters and stuff as he points to them all around the classroom. Yeah, I can't remember if this is the time when he does all the stuff, and he's like, all of them are correct. I think it is, because, um, yeah, because, uh, no, I don't know if it was this time, because Gene says that uh, he, basically Gene and Fu go to the cemetery, right, before the brothers they're going to do their competition in, in the dark, obviously, so they have less chance of getting caught. They go to the cemetery to pay their respects to the Swordmaster, um, and basically Gene says that he's indebted to them, to their father, because their father, we get a flashback of Gene with this Swordmaster saying that if anything were to happen to him, he wants Gene to try to please put his sons on the right path, basically. Right. This is the part where, and then right after that is when it goes, it clips to Mugen. And yeah, he's like, all of them are correct. <laughs> right. So he's like, good. he's like, use your letters to be as great as you can. Yeah. It's pretty, oh man. It's like hard to explain in podcast form because it's so good. Like It is. It's great. Go I mean, it. to be honest, if you don't even watch any other episode of this show up to this point, I don't know about beyond this point, but up to this point. I would suggest watching this one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good suggestion. It's a good episode. Um, and then uh, Mugen ends up coming back to Fu. Um, and that's right. She explains to Mugen that these two guys are like trying to win her affection by competing using letters. And Mugen's like, <laughs> letters, you say? <laughs> yeah, he's like immediately interested. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then we get like the night scene of like the two different gangs kind of tagging up like everything they can. The the police come and they like drop their freaking like palanquins and then they 
they run off to catch them and then they freaking tag the palanquins while they're freaking out and about yeah Yeah, and because the whole goal is for whoever can tag like the most dangerous like daring spot um they end up tagging the back of the one police officer i think like as he as he's turned around somebody tags him in the back like it's it's pretty funny um and they decide that the uh obviously the most dangerous spot to tag would be the castle that overlooks the city um and then I love that. Oh, dude, this part made me laugh so hard because Bundai is like, you kids. He's like, you are terrible. And this lady's like, I know they should be ashamed because kids these days have no respect. And Bundai is like, your writing is awful. Yeah, you're writing it all wrong. Yeah, you're writing it all wrong. Genuinely oh. upset. Oh man, I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> so we get like this scene of them because they they can't decide who won that first contest. They're like, well, like neither of you won. Like the first, like the the one who does the most dangerous tag on like the whatever castle, it will be the one that wins. Yeah, and so they decide that the uh, obviously the only thing they can do is go to the the roof of the castle and tag it as big as they can. So everybody could see it. Um, So we see the two brothers trying to climb to the top of the castle and they get up there and Mugen is already up there and he tagged it. (laughs) Yeah. He he already tagged it, which his tag is an infinity symbol, which is his name. Yeah. I, which is freaking hilarious. Yeah. He's like, it means Mugen and it's infinite. (laughs) Yeah. And Oh my god, this is also I laughed so hard because Fu is upset because the brothers come back and they're like, ah, some other legend tagged it before us. <laughs> right, and they learn a little bit of humility too because they're like, there's always somebody better than you. Right, yep. Um, <laughs> so, so Fu is upset because she's like, oh, you mean neither one of you wins me? And they're like, oh no, come on, just let us cop a feel. And so she like acts all embarrassed and they're coming at her with their hands raised towards her chest. And even I was like, are you serious right now? Is this really happening? And they stop like a foot away from her chest. And instead of like having a grabbing motion, they hold their hands out like in a, you know, waiting for something. And Momo jumps out onto their hands and they're like, oh, yeah. And they just start playing with Momo. (laughs) Yeah, so they were after Momo the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Which, oh man, again, you want to talk about great writing. <laughs> it was so good. And so they're like all kind of hanging out right at the end. And this guy who had been throughout the episode kind of like commenting. And I, the... Yeah, and that's my fault. I forgot to mention he had been, he was in the beginning of the episode too. But he was like commenting about the graffiti. He comes up to the two like graffiti artist guys and he's like, he loved their work. And he wants them to work in textiles with him, like making new fashion designs. Right. Um, and basically he like we get this little bit of narration stuff too, and they uh um oh yeah, that's right. Before that though, Bundai grabs them and he's like, they have to learn their grammar. Yeah, whatever. they're like, oh no, teach. <laughs> yeah, teach. <laughs> and I love too that Bundai is huge. He is He's like big, yeah. twice the size of everybody else. It's so funny. 
Um, and then I love too how we cut to the next day, and Mugen has written all over Fu and Jean's stuff. He tagged it all up. Well, he's writing their name on it, right? He's yeah, like, he's you gotta like, have your name on your stuff. Yeah, you gotta write your name on your stuff. Like he wrote on Jean's swords. He yeah, on his on swords, Fu's dude. That's clothes. fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> the swords. Uh, it's all then, super neat, precise writing. Too, yeah, right? yeah. Like it looks good. Yeah. Um, and then we uh, they so they get pissed off at him. But then we cut back to uh, the two brothers. They they traveled to Edo. We find out from the narrator, and they started this big like fashion industry movement there, basically, and supposedly sort of changed the shape of history, essentially. Yeah, which what's this show's like deal with like talking about like historical stuff like that? I don't know, and I'd be curious if there are some actual supposedly factual ties. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if some of this is based on historical writing or something like that. I, I mean, I, I maybe I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me actually if it, it was. It wouldn't surprise me if it was either because the show yeah. seems pretty diligent. Sure. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much the end of the episode there. Yeah. That is the end of the episode. So yeah, like you said, I think some of like the best three episodes probably it's up there. I would say so. I would say this was the three strongest in a row for sure. Yeah, the show just is. It continues to surprise me in a good way. I yeah, I would agree with that. It because to be honest, like you know, even like with uh, Parasite, there was a degree of like okay the next episode this is probably gonna happen or this is probably gonna happen with this show there's no guessing what they're no, doing not next. really at all <laughs> at all yeah it just it keeps you on your toes and i i really appreciate that yeah humor coming in strong for sure so yeah thank you everybody for listening we really appreciate it, it means a lot to us like ryan said before please like comment subscribe Email us at kotpl.pod at gmail.com, please. We would love any correspondence with you guys. That would really be great. Definitely. Uh, trying to think of anything else. You got anything else you want to say, Ryan? Uh, no, look out uh, at some point. We will be doing the book Titanborn at some point. That'll be coming out soon. So look out for that. Yeah. And with that one, I hope I catch you guys in the next one.